Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Press YYZ. We're the only Canadian gaming podcast that you can catch live on Twitch every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as on podcast services and YouTube every Thursday. My name is AJ Fraser, and I am joined today by Alexander Kozina. Hello, hello, hello. Nathan McInerney. Yo, what's going on, guys? And risen in this spoopy month of all spoopy month from from the the podcast. I don't know something graveyard something. I don't know. Mitch is back, guys. I don't know where I was going hey. with that. I was trying to be. Why did trying Cozy to be funny sounds and... like some weird like stalker vampire there for just like was that intentional or was it just kind of no? Never mind. I'm back. Hey, I'm here. Hello. Howdy. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. Good to have you back, Mitch. Um, Not gonna lie, yeah. it's weird to be back, um, but I'm sure we'll get into that. I'll let you go through your rigor mall. Sure. Uh, yeah. Before we get fully started, uh, as a reminder, um, uh, we here at Press YYZ stand against discrimination of any kind. While we appreciate however you choose to give back to our show, there is no better way to support us than by being excellent to each other. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Really quick, uh, Nathan, you're going to be playing some more Psychonauts? Yeah, uh, just quickly, I wrapped up the level for Psyking, and now we're moving on to Ford Cruller's final portion. I've been saving all the story mode for you guys on stream, so I'm hoping you can join me, because um, mm. I've not played story since last week, and I'm going to try and be consistent and, and save that just for my streams. And that's going to be on Thursday, October 21st at 9-ish? Yes, at nine, yes. nine-ish is when I start my streaming, typically, yes. Perfect. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, you can look forward to seeing some of the, the crew here, if not all of us, uh, get together and, and, and play a little Back for Blood early next week. Date still to be determined um, at some point, so. Scheduling is hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, especially trying to coordinate a whole bunch of different lives everybody's in a different place adults Um, adulting yeah adulting sucks i hate it um yeah uh i get yeah you know what mitch let's catch up how you been what have you been up to what's up uh uh where to start oh hold on camera's being weird there we go i'm back um yeah, Sal, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm drinking to the adulting as well. Mm-hmm. Let me just open the second one because I'm going to need it. Um, yeah, it's been a minute. And there's it's been a, a reason for that. It's been a bit that. of a minute. There's a reason for that. I probably should have put this in the, the Jeff Goldblum cozy before I opened it. But I didn't, and we'll survive. Um, for those who don't know, behind the scenes here, there was an idea. You know, an, a, an initiative, as it were. Uh, to bring together a bunch of content creators and make dope stuff around E3. Obviously, we didn't do that. And there are many reasons behind that. Um, Entirely valid reasons that were rightfully called out by members of the wider gaming community. Or specifically, in this case, um, I'm not going to get into specifics, honestly. Um, And there was an incident around our show where... Um, someone did, you know, attack my character a bit and you guys came to bat for me. Um, but in the way that was done, it, it wasn't a good look, uh, 
um, from the way that all went. And I've struggled for months now because it is October and this was in May probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've struggled for months about what it means to me, like just feeling conflicted around is continuing to do this the right space for me? Is it time for me to do something on my own? Um, obviously, in the time since, I've started working on Disney Plus Us. Um, and that's been a ton of fun. And it's allowed me to flex muscles that, I mean, to let you all know, if you were a fan of YYZ Video, this whole incident is the reason that show no longer exists. Uh, yep. I can say that mm-hmm. here. I don't ever see it coming back. Maybe we, maybe it does. Probably it doesn't. Um and I wanted a way to still, you know, talk about things that I love outside of just gaming. Yeah. Um, and that space gave me a, a great place to do that. And thank you to Griffin for for letting me come along on that ride with him. And I really have appreciated it. Um, but when it came to this show, I I had felt such anxiety around being here. And there were I was on a couple of pieces of content since. Um, yeah, I think specifically there was like a Pokemon direct that Cozy and I reacted to a couple of episodes of the podcast, Yep, but it didn't feel right. And that's why I knew I had to take a step back and, you know, reevaluate myself and where I stand. And ultimately I think I've gotten to a point where fuck what people think. And I enjoy getting together with some of my best friends and chatting about dumb stuff we love for the people that do watch this and for those who do thank you but honestly like what we do is so small in the grand scheme of things that i can't let what transpired really allow me to get into my own head about things as much as i have over the last few months and uh me you know coming back and doing this hopefully on a regular basis because you know and all this time i've moved i've got a house to take care of now Mm -hmm marriage all yep. these things we're looking life, at life and well, adulting i mean we're, we're we're also looking at adopting a dog so like oh. there's a lot of things mm-hmm. in the works yeah. that's exclusive news here for for y'all um so like there's just a lot of things in in motion and i'm glad that i still after all this time away and not knowing how you guys would feel about me not only taking a step back but being far less active in discord not being nearly as active on twitter when it came to interacting with the show and with you guys that uh, it didn't really matter, which I am very grateful for. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of course. Um, yeah, Mitch, that, you know, it was a long time ago that, you know, all that stuff transpired. And, you know, there were things, there were places that we thought were safe that were not exactly so safe and some things that got kind of misconstrued in the background and you know there was a bit just, of there was a bit of broken telephone with the whole broken, thing broken some broken telephone with with all of it and everything and you know some people have some now derogatory labels for this show and and which you know doesn't exactly make sense to me but I hear whether, that whether in jest or not, it's definitely something for yeah. me that I've, you know, taken to heart and I want to make sure that anyone who does feel that way about us or any of us or this getting together to goof off and chat video games, 
Um, understands that at, at the heart of it, it was, you know, friends defending friends, even though it might not have looked that way to some or being misconstrued in the context or sphere of Twitter where, you know, tone doesn't exist on Twitter. Yeah. It's one thing yeah. I learned from all of this. You have to be very careful with what you say in terms of not being misconstrued by, by anyone. Um, but ultimately at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm in the time since this has happened, Nathan came to my wedding reception. AJ, you came over and we played some we Harry played Potter a deck building. Band. We played oh, a little that deck game. building game. I gotta buy that game because that was a you, ton. Of yeah, fun. you're gonna buy it yourself now. So. I'm, I do. I still have to. I still have to wrestle with the fact that it's a Harry Potter thing and yeah, figure out how I feel about you know. It, it was a I gift. Love the so yeah, we didn't. Love, we didn't spend money on it. I know, but for me, it's like, do I, I love the property, but do, can I separate the art from the artist and that whole thing? But that's something that I'm going to figure out on my own time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But and like, don't it, forget, uh, don't forget, Mitch, I planned out and then canceled the trip to Toronto. So you can't say I didn't try. You didn't. <laughs> oh, no, you did try it. And I, I, uh, I give you credit for that. But also if anyone's hitting up Fan Expo on Saturday, let me know. Cause I will be there. Yeah. <laughs> cause, uh, cozy, definitely, Cause cozy won't be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was really hoping to go, um, and I had initially planned to go, but my um, family is throwing me my a very belated 20, uh, 40th birthday party on Saturday. So I was going to say, it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, been a few a weeks. So apparently yeah. we, like, we're adults, and scheduling adults is very, very difficult. So. As we've learned. Yes. So. Yeah. That's um, that's where I'm at. Don't let me take over this whole show. Y'all have been doing your thing, no. killing it for months. So get back to your normal, yeah. you know, joyous, happy, talking about dumb stuff. All right. Okay. Yeah. Ab absolutely. Still beer on myself, um, apparently. Wait, before we go Any on. Yeah, go ahead. Mitch, I'm so glad you're back. Um, and we love you. I so, know. You yeah. guys needed a host. Totally. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Next week. Next week. Don't worry we, about it. I got right. you. Yeah, we needed a host, so, the, so they made me do it. Yeah, this I feel bad. So I had to come back and save y'all. It's fine. Of, okay. Of course. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess on that note, um, yeah. Uh, so let's see. Hold on. I got to look. I got to look. It's at a little bit. That, it's a little bit hard to make to a transition from Aha. a big. Yeah, it is. You know, it absolutely is. A serious topic. To, relieving to not, of no, emotions. Don't, don't apologize. Like. Th things like that need to be said once in a while um, and just kind of ground us in reality, remind us uh, of our own privilege and because and, that's the only way that we can move forward. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so... Maybe we cozy, shouldn't have opened with that. <laughs> no, it, it, it needed to get... I think get it was the right thing to open. The top. It was the right yeah, thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Cozy. Yeah. A new Smash Brothers character came out Yes. Final. It was That's Waluigi. Waluigi. The ultimate Smash no. Brothers character. Waluigi uh, was nowhere to be seen, I'm afraid, Nathan. Oh, uh, there is yeah. an assist trophy. It's fine. A final Smash character descended from the heavens. He descended from the skies. Uh, it was none other than Sora, uh, who, of course, uh, eagle-eyed listeners will know, means sky in Japanese. Uh, he's come to grace us all with his beauty and grace and airiness. And I got to say, I've been having a lot of fun playing as him, but I don't know if I love his second jump. I find that there's a little bit too much wait in time 
uh, when you press on that second jump button. And it's the only thing that keeps me from wholeheartedly embracing him. Everything else about him is great. I love his neutral B, his side B, uh, which is Sonic Blade. I love his up B. Everything about him is real good. But him being a photo character is definitely a choice. Because in the Kingdom Hearts series, like a lot of the gameplay is centered around you being able to master combos, being able to... Uh, kind of keep enemies occupied uh, on the ground, in the air. There are a lot of particularly challenging segments in Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3 where Sora is zipping around in the sky like there's no tomorrow. And so I, I definitely understand Masahiro Sakurai's logic in making Sora a floatier character, but it has had its unintended consequences. I'll say that. Go ahead, Mitch. Uh, Cozy, I just linked you something you may want to bring up, but um, the, a couple of uh, Twitter users translated uh, the latest blog post from Masahiro Sakurai, where he talked a little bit more about how Sora actually got included in Smash. Mm, I saw and this. it's really, really interesting to read through it. I actually didn't read the last half of it because it was still being posted when I found it. But essentially, the conversations between Sora or be between Sakurai and Disney started in an elevator. Um, mm. where they never thought it could happen. They're like, yeah, we got to totally make this happen. And Disney <laughs> was actually really, really involved from the get-go with trying to get Sora included in Smash. Um, and the Fighter Pass 2 was originally only supposed to have five characters. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they expanded the last Fighter Pass just to get Sora included in the game because he'd been like requested by fans for such a long time. It's a, a really interesting read. And I do uh, suggest anyone who hasn't to go and find this because there's a lot of really cool details translated from the, the latest uh, Sakurai blog post. That's a really funny anecdote if it's true, because that's like very similar to the quote unquote legend of how the original Kingdom Hearts came to be. Supposedly Nomura was in an elevator with, like Hironobu Sakaguchi and some other people from Square Enix talking about some project or another. And he was like, hey, I want it. And then one thing led to another and eventually Kingdom Hearts came out of it. Again, l legend, but yeah, who Very knows? Good. Maybe we just need to step into our own elevator to take control of our destiny. Maybe. Your heart be your guiding key. Um, I've, uh, I've, I put a little bit of time into Sora as well. Um, and I've, I've come to appreciate the way he controls and whatnot. Um, the, uh, one thing I actually really appreciate is, yeah, he's kind of got magic spells, which are on the neutral B attack, mm -hmm. but they're not random. They're predictable and they're in a set order. Right. Cause there's only the three of them, right? Yeah. Um, the blizzard, the lightning, and the fire one. Um, and and un unlike something like Hero, where it's completely yeah. random, where I can't, I I can't exactly read read the subtitles of of I I can't play play as Hero and be effective. And I also hate playing against Hero because uh, people are too good with Hero, and it pisses me off. But um, yeah, it's it's a very light kind of light magic and then the the physicality of it and everything um actually mitch you sent me a a, a tiktok uh earlier yeah of um apparently sora uh can oh, yeah, survive yeah, yeah. bowser's grab yep not 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 the grab attack but the what is it the side b grab 
Yeah, the, so Bowser's side B historically is just it, it's a it's a slam that you can sacrifice yourself off the stage and take the character with you. But if you time it right, Sora has enough recovery that using all of Sora's recovery tactics, you can actually make it back to the stage even though Bowser tried to kill you. It's ridiculous how yeah. aerial this character is. The the it's the side B specifically that they use to get back up onto the stage because you can kind of a side B and angle it up if you wanted. So, uh, yeah, that that was super cool to see um, as well. So it seems like it seems like some good uh, good fights are going to be had with Sora. Uh, a welcome addition. Um, sorry that that was a that a welcome addition. Sora is that's a quote from our our good friend Alex Ballant. Uh, he just wanted wanted us to to make sure we got his good word in there for that. So I, I believe he's a yeah. big Kingdom Hearts fan. Is that not correct? Yeah, that's that's probably why he he sent that note in. Yeah, I believe there was a plan at some point to play that drunk with him for the first time, and that would have been a lot of fun. We could that still do that down the line. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, moving on here. Um. Let's see, Nathan. Yo. You lost your wallet. I lost my wallet um, on the show notes here, by the way, it just says lost wallet, which I put in. And I feel like that would be a tremendous video game uh, idea. So it just, it just sounds like one of those visual novels that Cozy's into. It sounds like lost. Another well, what's lost funny phone. is that, yeah. Don't, don't tell phone, me it's an which, actual fucking visual novel. Hold on a second. God damn it. If I recall correctly, another lost phone uh, is not a visual novel. It's almost more like an, an adventure game that takes yes. place entirely within a locked phone or an unlocked phone. I guess, yeah, I have not played that game <laughs> to, to say the least, but I've played uh, it. It's good. I've played it. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, so but, wait, hold on a second. Why'd you, why'd you act like you didn't know what it was? I knew what it was. I was just, I thought you were going to go on a rant about how Lost Wallet is as Japanese oh, visual novel. Got it. Scandally clad women trying to find their lost wallet and no, that ending was, up in weird predicaments. That's no, what I was that expecting. Was, that was two weeks ago when I accidentally played oh, Hentai okay. versus Evil. That's another story. See, yes. and that's why I stopped coming on the show. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so just quickly, don't lose your wallet. It sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> it's the worst thing that ever happens. Because you got to get everything replaced. I'm still waiting for cards. And now I got to walk around with my passport so that I have a photo ID when I go into places and need to prove I'm vaccinated. How? Don't lose how that is, either. How is it 2021 and we still rely on physical IDs and cards? Like, mm. why is that still a thing? Why does the government of Canada or the province of Ontario I, or Quebec I wish. implement some sort of digital system instead of me having to print out a fucking PDF? With my QR I code wish, on instead of putting it in my phone. I wish the, the vaccines had these nano machines so that I would would be able to just boop a thing and and get into a Give me I that as know, an option. I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Disney does it. They they fingerprint you every time you go into the damn parks. Let me do that <laughs> in other places. I don't care. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Get with the for program. Sure. It's the twenty first century. This losing your wallet should not be this big a deal. We shouldn't even need to have friggin' wallets at this point. And that's enough of me ranting about wallets. They're dumb. Yeah. I, I have a new wallet. It just got delivered today. So now I just need the rest of my cards to show up. That, that my wallet great. is tiny and I have like four cards in it. And I wish I didn't have to carry this thing around with the four cards in it. 
Yeah. Um, I, I went a little bit bigger than that, but I got a really small one and with that new RFID technology so people can't scan my hmm. curves. Oh, You're a dad, good. though. You're supposed to have the wallet that's like three inches thick oh, with all God, your receipts no. and stuff. And, and my dad supposed still to, sits on his wallet like that. The George Costanza wallet. Yeah, you're wallet. supposed to sit on it so it, it, it makes your spine nice and curved, right? Yeah, my dad sits on it and puts holes in every pair of jeans he owns. Sorry, Dad. I just added <laughs> you here. I'm sorry. How Jesus. But, but that's, it's true. Dude's got a wallet it, thicker than my forearm. It's ridiculous. Are, are, are these wallets like real sharp? Is that why they're making holes? No, they're just a plain leather wallet. The dude just has too many things in his wallet. Mm. So anyways, yeah. move on, Adrian. Fair enough. Enough yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. lost wallet. Um, yeah. Sp uh, so on the on the path, on the on the thought of adulting, tell me about your new lawnmower. Yeah. Mitch. So when we moved into our house, we bought a lawnmower off the previous owner because they didn't need it anymore. And the guy told me, oh, it's just got a small leak in the gas tank. That's no big deal, right? No, it's a um, big deal. Fa uh -huh. Fast forward about four months and it's no longer a slow leak. So I filled this thing up with gas, uh, started it. The thing started for about 90 seconds before the engine clunked out on me. And yeah. I'm looking, I'm just seeing this stream of gasoline. I'm just like, I'm done. So I went out, we had some gifts left over from wedding reception and house buying when people give you stuff for that, apparently, and uh, bought a real nice um, battery operated electric lawnmower. It's mostly plastic components. So you don't have to worry about things rusting out. Honestly, it's the first purchase I've made since buying a house. As funny as Ooh. it, as funny as it sounds to that makes me feel like an adult. Okay. Mm. Like we've done other huh. things around the house. We actually just got our front steps replaced, but I, that, that didn't feel like an adult purchase, but going to a store being like, I need that lawnmower. That felt like adulting right there. Hmm. Lawnmowers are one of those appliances where I'm not actively ever thinking about the fact that since our household purchased our last lawnmower, they've continued to grow and advance and become that much more technologically equipped than what we had when we got our lawnmowers. But clearly looking at this specimen, like they totally have. So, you know, as much as I don't envy you having paid the price that you paid for this thing, I, I am nevertheless quite jealous of how high tech it looks. Can you let me know how long the batteries last, Mitch? I'm just curious in case I ever have to replace mine. So the one we bought came with two batteries. Mm -hmm. um, and it's got two battery compartments. You just you use the key that starts it okay. to decide which battery you're draining. Oh, cool. Um, and I put both batteries in fully charged, ran the lawnmower for probably like 30 minutes. We have a pretty small yard. Like you've seen it. It's not the yeah. biggest of yards. Um, it drained a quarter of one of the batteries. Oh, that's not bad, actually. Okay, good. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, and the, the thing said 70-hour runtime on the two batteries wow. that came with it. Huh. Um, I feel like my, my grandma, grandfather had something similar, like a one of those just swapped the battery. It's honestly, way. like, knowing I was getting a house, I'm like, all right, I'm going to need power tools, and I'm going to need you know, yard equipment and all the stuff. We, we bought a whole whack of stuff off the previous owners cause they were downsizing, mm -hmm. but like we've got these electric trimmers and leaf blowers and things like that, but they're all plug in. Mm -hmm. And I find that they're terrible. Yeah. Um, but what's nice about newer appliances and tools is that they all run on similar battery systems. So like the battery I have for the lawnmower, if I wanted to go out and get a snowblower or 
you know, a, a, a leaf blower or a chainsaw or a trimmer or a hedger or an edger. Wow. Like they'd all run on similar batteries if I bought the one that was compatible with that battery family, um, mm-hmm. which I probably would because it's like the most powerful battery that this make has. Um, they have a smaller battery set, like a smaller battery family as well for like drills and things like that, that are a little more portable, uh, which I'll probably end up investing in. Um, cozy to answer your question. It was gamer Adam. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Nathan and I saw that. So we'll make sure that, uh, thanks to the generosity of Darth Stridius in the chat who redeemed a whole bunch of what the hell do we call them? Channel points. Girth, Girth bucks. Bucks. Uh, why did I come back to this show again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we're going to be guiding the rate at someone specific over on twitch.tv slash press YYZ. So yep. if you want to go and earn those girth bucks, <laughs> be sure to tune in live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Yeah, let's get girthy with it. Speaking of girth. I'll be back. Uh, well, well, now Mitch is gone. Mamoswine we'll is in Mamoswine uh. is in Pokemon Unite. And Mamoswine is a lot of fun to play with. Um, yeah, the um, I, I I've been playing Pokemon Unite on and off now. Now that it's uh, available on phones, um, it's still stupidly kind of pay to win garbage to an extent. Um, but uh, the little bit that you know. I mentioned pre- previously that I did put a little bit of money into it just to see a little bit. Uh, what was, yeah, a lot of it. Um, that was more than a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, and so uh, in in doing so, you know, it, I I had enough resources to just get um, uh, the new characters. One one uh, one is uh, Mamoswine, and another is um, Redent. W- what no what's the the ev fairy evolution sylveon 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 but yeah as of today they've added another yep. new character greedent Ooh. as part of their halloween festival celebration which started today so i do want to get back halloween, into the game and check it out you think of greedent yeah i've not played uh as greedent at this at this point but <gasps> um sure i don't will. know what greedent I, is Oh. Greedent is the Galar... It looks like a chocolate squirrel. It, it's Are... essentially a chipmunk. It's the Galar early root Pokemon. So think like Rattata, think Centret from those games. Yeah. Like the, the first kind of normal type garbage okay. Pokemon you encounter. It's the Bidoof, Bidoof of Sword and Shield, basically. Okay, I, I was picturing something with... Uh, and I did play Sword and Shield, so I probably do know what that character is if I saw a picture of it. Um, yeah. But I was picturing, like, greed being the word in some sort of, like, tycoon Pokemon. A businessman uh, it, ty- it tycoon Pokemon. Ab- it, it does have an ability, I believe, uh, Cheek Pouch, that it essentially it will hoard berries when it uses them like i i don't remember exactly how the ability works it's not great like it's not a good like the, the thing pokemon unite is doing best i would say is they're highlighting a lot of pokemon that wouldn't otherwise get a highlight right so like zara aura um crustal uh crustal cramorant like these aren't pokemon that are getting like buzz around the pokemon world i mean mamoswine gets a lot of use or used to get a lot of use competitively and i'm sure a lot of people are going to get reacquainted with it in brilliant diamond shining pearl sylveon does get a lot of use the 
Kanto starters are the Kanto starters. Uh, Lucario, uh, Pokemon like that have gotten a lot of buzz over the years. Uh, but Pokemon like Greedent don't typically. And it's really cool to see them taking these Pokemon that don't mean a lot in the you know core games and making them the stars of this game. I think it's what this game is best for. Similarly to what we got with Pokemon Tournament back in the day. Okay. Um, AJ, I, are you getting yeah. into League of Legends next? Now that you're a big mobile uh, person. No, if if I was going to get into any, any like, re- quote-unquote real MOBA, it would be Dota. Dota? Okay. Um, yeah, which the International just happened, and uh, a couple of 19-year-olds uh, walked away with, like, $19 million, so... God, why couldn't uh, esports have been a thing when I was good at video games? Like... Should, should I get my kid actually, working on this? Yes. 110%. Absolutely. You need just him to pay him for your retirement. Yeah. By him playing sit him down games. in front of Dota and just boom, done. You okay. will learn or I will make <laughs> yep. it. Yep. <laughs> I'll be like a bad hockey dad, but like for video games. Yeah. Um, um speak, speaking of Pokemon though, I've I've yeah. like the last couple of weeks, I've gone down this ridiculous rabbit hole of finding pretty much every Pokemon YouTuber I can who's doing like um videos and things on brilliant diamond shining pearl and legends arceus because we've gotten a little more news around that we just got Hmm. this weird live action blair witch-esque teaser for pokemon legends arceus where the camera person it's all static and this person gets attacked it's it's crazy and there's so much speculation of oh is this a hisuian zero orc or is it uh uh is it a, a like an alternate evolution of Snow Rudd or something? Like that? There's all these weird theories out in the world, and I need all of this content every day because we're so cl- we're less than a month from Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and mm-hmm. then Legends Arceus comes out two days before my birthday, and I know what I'm doing that weekend. The um, the Pokemon games have definitely been getting more creative in the way that they unveil new Pokemon. Uh, people might remember a couple years ago that originally uh, Meltan, uh, the Steel Legendary type Pokemon, was unveiled via Pokemon Go during like a random uh, kind of freak occurrence event, uh, and then. Uh, you know, uh, talking about like regional forms, there was also Galarian Ponyta, which was revealed via that twenty-four hour yeah. live stream. Uh, that, that was, was a twenty-four awesome. hour stream. I remember that, and people were freaking out about that. Right, that was so much fun. And it seems like the evident uh, this trailer existing seems to suggest that there will probably continue to be uh, unusual, weird uh, Pokemon reveals like this going forward. And so I'm looking forward to seeing whatever they come up with next because i'll definitely be for it all right sweet this trailer i mean i this is my first time watching this trailer i saw like the news stories drop when this trailer dropped but i did not realize how like gritty and intentionally low quality the trailer would be yeah it honestly and timed as well as he did in the holiday or in the holiday season that is halloween um it couldn't have been a better time to to do something like this. And then ultimately, I expect probably next week we'll get the reveal of whatever this Pokemon is, maybe with some other details. And that'll be cool. But it's just the way they're teasing it isn't just, hey, stay tuned for this Pokemon Presents you're going to get in a week. They've just been like dropping random trailers on Tuesdays. It's great. If you're only uh, like listening to the audio version of this podcast, it can't be stressed like how little the actual trailer resembles 
like anything intelligible. Like if you uh, muted or just like blacked out the subtitles, you would think that, oh, this is a like new Saw or a new Blair Witch reboot. Like it's that. Yeah, it's it's VHS quality, grainy screen. There's you can't make out anything except for the occasional snow rut. There's nothing to it. But AJ, I'll let you get back to whatever else you want us to talk about. Um, yeah, uh, in, in summary, Pokemon Unite, it remains fun, but still kind of pay to win garbage, uh, to an extent. Um, yeah, um, something else that I've been playing, um, I just, I actually just found it today, um, and it's been a heck of a lot of fun, is something called Right Click to Necromance. Um, and now that's a visual no- novel, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> it it um, does state right-clicking in its name though mitch and typically most visual novels only require the use of the left click in order to do you have to them. you have to click in them hence they're all point and click adventures hence this is probably a visual novel and i'm gonna google it i don't know i feel and like he's gonna tell us all about it i feel like if you so, right click in a visual novel it'll ask if you want to save as pdf or something so the, save no, PDFs on the vita Sorry, sorry, AJ, go ahead. No, so th- this game here, um, uh, I I just stumbled a- across a YouTube video, and um, this this guy, the guy who was who got me interested in that uh, Beaver City Builder that I played uh, a few weeks Timberborn. ago. Timberborn. I'm sorry, Timberborn. what? Timberborn. Yeah, you missed yeah. this. Yeah, you missed the episode. Um, there's a Beaver City Builder. You're beavers, go back and, and you're building this. You're building a city, yeah. as beavers, yeah, yeah, and Absolutely. it's post-apocalyptic okay. as well. And they may or may let's not talk have about, opposable let, thumbs. Let's talk about this one because that sounds disgusting. Let's talk about this new so weird thing this, you're onto. This is just a super tiny, um, like itch.io game um, that you know it's it. It's technically free, but you can you know support the developer and pay what you want. I gave them five bucks uh, just as a a thing but it's it's you kind of you left click to move this group of of gray characters around this map and you're fighting all these other purple guys um and when you uh when you can defeat an entire group of the purple guys they die and then you right click and they rise from the dead and they are now on your team and you add them um, much like, like those old, like the phone games where you play as like a blob or whatever, and you're trying to, uh, eat, eat, what, what was it? Agario or something? Something. That I, I sounds right. That sounds yeah. familiar. It, it's, it's similar to it. Not, it in no way resembles that, but like your, your characters are fighting the other, the purple dudes to defeat them so that you can raise raise them up and you're just trying to make your uh your group of characters bigger and bigger as you go on um and as you go on and as you kind of progress um stronger and stronger enemies uh will eventually begin to show up um Mm -hmm. and you know you have to get a, a good army of 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 your own dudes of all variety of uh characters to to just be able to kind of take on the uh, uh, like the stronger and stronger purple guys that that show up. Um, yeah. It's just a, d- a dumb little thing. It's it's very reminiscent of like a little flash game or whatever. Where two two mouse 
buttons and that's all you have to do there's no um, controlling characters they all auto attack yep they all they all sort of auto attack and you kind of want to with your left click you kind of want to guide them like up and around uh so that they kind of swarm because if they don't if they're not in direct combat range they're not going to attack um and that it's a, it's a lot more difficult than than it looks to try and get get army. these guys to do do what they're supposed to but in a very when it does work it's a very it's very satisfying what this game isn't on mobile devices is it um no i don't i don't believe so i think it's just on itch so it feels this like game, it would be good on a mobile device but you can't the, right click on a mobile device this is going to sound yeah, you could double tap this is going to sound that's just like, going to zoom in though this is going to sound like an underhanded insult, but I don't mean it that way. This feels like a mobile game that would have been huge circa 2009, 2010, like during yeah. that period of time where the mobile market Funny. was really blowing up and you had mainstream websites like IGN really kind of highlighting these sort of mm -hmm. indie darlings that were coming to the platform. On, yep. on the early iPhones and the, the iPods and stuff, the early Android phones, absolutely. It could have been one of those. When Infinity um, Blade was a thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, old shit. Or, yeah, I Infinity mean, Blade. Our good friend Kit in the chat bringing up Castle Crashers, and I think that's a good comparable yeah, to that, this. Yeah, well. that's that's kind of yeah. how that looks for sure. Um, I, that's oddly enough, I never played Castle Crashers. I don't think uh, I should. Play on, Castle that's Crashers another one either. that we should a hundred percent do a game stream, like a, a get together, play this game on stream because it's it's classic arcade beat 'em up action. It's great. It's okay. really good. Yeah. That was one of those games I remember people talked about so much during the early days of the Xbox 360, and I'm looking forward to eventually being able to play that game again, but I'm almost, like, more interested in it as, like, a piece of gaming history than I am interested in it as, like, this multiplayer experience, even though I'm sure it will still be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. Damn. Cool. Oh, um, I've been playing around with something while we were doing the show. I got up and was messing around with some stuff. I have a couple of things in front of me that I was tempted to try, uh, mostly because of what we're going to talk about later, and we're going to talk about DC Fandom a ton. Um, I went and found this in one of my moving boxes, and for those who cannot tell or are not watching the video version, especially since it's going to blur it out, it's my Xbox 360 copy of Batman Arkham Origins. Oh, that's her Origins. Oh. Because... Developed in Montreal. Yes. Represent. Uh, developed by the same team developing Gotham Knights, which we should see in 2022, which we'll talk about in a bit. But I've never actually finished this game, and I figured I own it on PC, but I don't like playing games on PC. I just have this weird... Mm -hmm thing about playing pc games so i figured hey i'm gonna see if it's available on the xbox store and it's not you cannot buy this digitally through the xbox store <sighs> is it back you can however buy the uh, uh you can buy the other three arkham games and i definitely did that because they're on sale for 75 percent off until tomorrow so if you're listening to this later sorry oh, yeah um so i bought those so i can play them on my xbox series x but i went and i threw that arkham origins disc in the box and guess what the box said Let's install the thing. So it oh. totally works via backwards compatibility. Okay, perfect. Yay. But while I, I was, was while I was sifting through that box, I pulled out another game that I absolutely adored on the PS3, Xbox 360 generation of consoles. This one is unfortunately not backwards compatible. And that's Transformers Fall of Cybertron. 
Ooh. One of one of the last few games developed by High Moon Studios for Activision before they got absorbed into the Call of Duty machine. Uh, and that one is not backwards compatible. And I just saw it come up on my screen because I was changing the disc between segments. And I, a, a single tier just formed. I get that. But I'm going to play Arkham Origins and I'm really excited to play Arkham Origins. No, that's fine. I might actually I replay them all Origins. between now and Gotham Knights. I can lend you my copy if you want. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we could try something. Because like you that. have an Xbox. I do have an discs. Xbox, yes. You know, the only disappointing thing about backwards compatibility is that I can't play Tony Hawk. Yeah, that oh, licensing yeah. will get you every time. Sorry, so. but I interrupted. AJ, what did you want to throw to next? Um, speaking of Xbox games, Nathan, Yo, tell me a little bit more about Psychonauts. So I've been playing Psychonauts 2 uh, on stream for a few times now. I'm going to continue, uh, by the way, I think I mentioned this earlier, but just in case, uh, saving story mode for Psychonauts 2. So that's just going to be for streams for consistency, and I'm not going to go any further. So if you join, tune in to stream one week, I'm going to be continued to the story from where we left off. Um, and we're, are, and are these, these are being archived, yes, on the, on the Twitch page? Uh, maybe. Probably not. Do I need to Maybe? do something to do know. that? Probably Yeah, not. they expire after like 45 days unless you add them yeah, to a collection. Yeah, so if you miss the first, first couple, then... So, if you miss the first couple, then... In all fairness, gone, I didn't but, start it on stream. But I just feel like I'm going to continue on stream. And I think that's how I'm going to do my games going forward is just find a game I can play in story mode and just save the story for my weekly streams. Uh, something not sure. too long. I like a good platformer. Now, here's the thing about Psychonauts 2. Have any of you guys had a chance to play it yet? What about two hours of the first one, like five years ago? Does okay. that count? Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> I, I do I do want to play the second one because I've heard it does a really good job of recapping the first game. So I might just skip the first one and jump right into the second. Mm -hmm. I haven't played the first game fully either. I think I might actually play that next. Um, but what I will say is that this is a great platformer that has terrible combat. Hmm. I love looking around the levels. I love the collect-a-thon like aspects another to it. Sounds like another game I played during my hiatus from this show. Which one? As much as I hate to say it, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Great game, great visuals. Combat, lackluster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the combat is very punchy. Like, you press... I I don't know, an Xbox. Um, one of the buttons. A. a the maybe X. It's a. X. X. Could be an X. Um, B. Y. X. Gonna give it to you. L. B. Cross. Is it cross? God damn it, Cozy. Um, no, Cross is just PlayStation. Okay. Uh, you, you this press, is an American controller, goddammit. You press a bunch yeah. of buttons, uh, or one button to just punch, and then you can map all your psychic abilities to your shoulder buttons. And at first I was just doing the punching, and I've had to get more creative using the psychic abilities because um, I didn't really think about that for combat. But it does limit I think you're going to have like eight in total, and it really just limits you to four at a time that you have to switch in and out of your shoulder buttons. So um, whenever I get into combat situations, I'm like, oh, no. I, I don't love it. I don't love the bosses, but I love everything else about this game in terms of going around collecting. I love the mm. world. Uh, Tim Schafer and Double Fine have created some of my favorite universes over the years. I love the old po point and click adventure games like uh, Full Throttle. Stack and stacking was incredible. Or right, was it stacking? Stacking, yeah, stacking. Yep. You're right. Um, costume Quest. Costume oh, games are phenomenal. I love Costume Quest too. I would some kill of my best, some two. of my favorite turn-based games of all time. Yeah, no. I have my touchstone. I've always is brutal wanted legend. to try. One yeah, of the time, I've gentlemen. always wanted to try brutal Le legend for sure. Ooh. 
if you've got a PS3 sitting around somewhere, like I literally went and dug through my PS3 360 era. I think box it's on Game Pass. Games. Yeah, it would be on yeah, Game that Pass. Yeah, that Pass. would probably work too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Never mind. Probably a lot easier to do that than to find a PS3 that works. Brutal Legend's really weird. Um, I'm surprised it's, it's on Game Pass with the licensing and all that, though, because the music in that game is really good, but licensed music usually you know, yeah. puts the stops to a lot of things mm -hmm. like that. Anyways, um, just if you get a chance, check out Psychonauts 2. I'd love for you to join me on stream. I'm having a ton of fun with it. Um, the one rumor I heard was that apparently without Microsoft's funding, they wouldn't have been able to do boss battles and they would have been cut from the game. That would have been brutal. No, that would have been perfect. I hate the boss no. battles. <laughs> no, more game is good game, right? That's how that yeah. works. That's how it works. Um, I think... You know what the problem is? Some of these levels too, like when during this session, um, this is a shorter level I'm on, but then I went into the next level where I found Saikin, who actually took me a second before I realized it was Jack Black voicing Saikin. Because um, of course, Jack Black has to be in the game. Of course, he has mm -hmm. to. Um, as, as we were just speaking of Brutal Legend. But then the level yeah. almost took me two hours to beat. Can confirm I'm installing Brutal Legend right now alongside Marvel's Avengers for the Xbox, because why not? I also have Why not? Get, get those Chivos. So, um, anyway, so yeah, check it out. We'd love, I'd love for you yep. to join me Tuesday or Thursday tomorrow at nine and subsequent Thursdays until I'm done playing this game. What's Raven, next? I have a, sorry, hold on. Before we move on to what's next, I want to ask you a quick little question. Yep. You talk about, you know, being a little bit disappointed with the combat in this game, disappointed in the boss battles. Uh, when Psychonauts 2 first came out, you know, people were with uh, awash with praise uh, over its level of quality. And, you know, now reflecting back on the game a few months later, like, do you feel like the game was properly rated at the time of its release? Do you uh, kind of contend that the game, despite its faults, is still like a game of the year-ish contender in the way that people uh, were claiming it to be at the time? I think there were certain people talking about it being game of the year. Um, that being said, I don't think it's a game of the year candidate and I don't think it will be discussed as a game of the year candidate. Um, we'll see. Like, if you're going to compare mascot games, and I've not played Kena at all, but like mm -hmm. similar style mascot games, I'd put Ratchet and Clank ahead of this at this point. Mm. Um, I, do this, I do the same for Kena. Yeah. That's worth I put Ratchet ahead of that for sure. Um, I, I think th this is a fun collectathon, and it's a really cool world. But I think the combat misses it, and that's such an like integral part of the game. Unfortunately, is that you're constantly in these battles, and um, I can't see myself thinking a game is game of the year when I'm sighing when I get into combat. Hmm. I ask that in part because I'm looking at the rest of my schedule for the rest of the year. And for the first time in quite some time, I feel like if I play my cards right, I might actually have the opportunity to play like a plurality of the games that are going to be considered game of the year. I recently mm -hmm. just completed Metroid Dread, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, I'm on track to complete all the Halos that will prepare me for the release of Halo Infinite uh, come December. December 8th, let's go! I definitely have enough time to dig into games like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Deathloop, which just saw its release fairly recently. And... Yeah, just something I'm kind of contemplating in my mind right now. And I kind of wanted to know if you felt like uh, 
uh, I was about to say the Raz, but that's that's the name of the protagonist the of Psychonauts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you felt like Psychonauts too fit, uh, fitted into that sort of hollowed hall, but the impression I'm getting is not really. No, I'm having fun with it, and like I'm going to continue to play because I am having a good time, and I like seeing the story. I don't know if this is you must play for game of the year. I still think you should play it. Um, at some point, um, I would, I wouldn't not play it. I think it's a good game, but if you're trying to get game of the year stuff in, um, I, I don't think this will be on give, that short list for a lot of people. Give Returnal a shot before you, you discount it for game of the year stuff. Yeah. Uh, honestly, for me, I feel like mm. that is leaps above anything I've played thus far this year. And it, like today, that would probably be my game of the year. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Speaking of game of the year. You mentioned it earlier, Metroid. Yes. Cozy. You finished it. I did. Uh, I finished Metroid Dread, and I went back and 100%ed it. Uh, let me tell you, some pretty pretty devious environmental puzzles that you need to solve in that game to get all 100% of the items in it. Definitely way more of a challenge than anything that was in Metroid Samus Returns, which I got out of the way before I got into this one. Uh, overall... I got to say, you know, uh, when I completed that game, I was like, all right, that was pretty good. That final boss was challenging, but with many attempts, I managed to muscle my way through it. And I feel like over the course of the past week, uh, I've found my energy levels and positive feelings about this game to have remained pretty consistently high in large part because of a lot of the kind of cool things people have been uncovering about this game cool things that people have been cracking open about its design um i'm not going to get into like everything that i've been looking uh, into in this game because some of it is a little bit kind of spoilery um but uh one really kind of cool video that i did want to highlight uh, just very quickly here um, is this YouTube video from uh, Nintendo World Report TV. Basically, in Metroid Samus Returns, I will not show any other parts of the video because that contains some pretty spoilery stuff, but I will show this part right here. Um, there's sort of like this unique made-up Chozo language that you see inscribed on um, like various parts of the game, elevators, uh, and also occasionally spoken by certain NPCs. And initially it was believed that the language was entirely gibberish, but through some like really kind of expert level sleuthing and also the release of some official Nintendo merchandise that kind of served as an inadvertent Rosetta Stone, they were actually able to kind of attribute many of the letters of this made-up language to uh, letters of our alphabet, and based on that have kind of been able to break open a lot of the uh, previously unclear and obscure bits of uh, language in this game. And it's, like I said, I feel like my uh, sentiments on Metroid Dread have remained high over the course of the past week, and it's discovering that fans have been able to discover stuff like this about the game that really has resulted in those energy levels remaining this high. It's knowing and discovering that, oh man, I had a great time discovering all of uh, my little secrets that I discovered in Dread, and holy shit, there's so much more than even I knew about. There's so much more thought and care that went into this game than I even initially thought. Uh, Mitch, you were going to say something? So, yeah. I was going to say something as, as I believe the only other person on this show to have played and beaten Metroid Dread, mm. which I did do the weekend it released. I couldn't put it down. 
I agree with everything you say, Cozy, but I did also say, like, not not five minutes ago that Returnal is probably my game of the year. And there's a reason why it is my game of the year over something like Metroid. And uh, the reason is the Emmy combat is terrible. I did not, like, I get the name of the when game you, Metroid When you Dread. say Emmy combat, you mean, like, the Emmy avoidance segments. Because you don't really yes. fight the Emmys in that way. Well, you do, kind well, well, of. At, and those, at the end, those, yeah. And those pieces of the story are also very annoying. Because I don't know what it is with me or this game, but there are... The windows for blocking the Emmys are so small that as soon as it catches up to you, you are dead enough to restart from your last checkpoint. And I don't appreciate that kind of... Like, I get that it's made to be difficult and to evoke this sense of dread, but for me, it became tedious by the end of the game. Mm. Um, as did that final boss fight. It took me far more attempts than I would care to admit to, to get through that fight. I still absolutely adore the game. I had a great time with it. But there's just something about it there that that difficulty, like that barrier and how kind of convoluted the controls can get by the end of the game and having to figure out, you know, I'm, I mean, it's similar to other Metroid games of, you know, the the 2D Metroid and having to angle your shots in specific ways to even hit the boss and your conser- conservation of ammo and how that plays into how long the boss fights may or may not take you. It's it's a little not dated, but it's a little overdone, I think, at this point with the series. And I would love to see them take the 2D Metroid formula and really modernize it in a way that they haven't thus far. Have you had any inkling to play the game again and give it another go with the knowledge that you have? Uh, Sorry. I don't know if you were. I'm still here. Okay, cool. Uh, I was just a little distracted by someone turning on the fireplace behind me. Not (laughs) a problem. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious, like, have you had any inkling to kind of go back to the game and use the kind of institutional knowledge that you gained playing through it and beating it to see if you can, like, play it more effectively or perhaps even, like, attempt some sequence breaks or anything of that nature? No. Hmm. (laughs) There's too many games. I beat the game. Game's done. Game's great. There's other games that gotta get played. Because, like, the last thing I'll say on Metroid Dread uh, before we move on is, like, uh, again, I won't go into any specific spoilers because we can get pretty spoilery pretty pretty fast when we talk about the sequence breaks in this game. But, like, this is one of the few games uh, and one of the few games in the Metroid series where I have kind of dug into some of the sequence breaks that people have been able to pull off in this game. And it has gotten me really motivated to go back and give it another swing and see what I can do playing the game a little bit out of order. Uh, I'm not going to be playing it again quite so right away because I want to give my, you know, body a little bit of time to breathe after the intensity of that, as you said, Mitch, pretty brutal final boss battle. But like, I'm really motivated to eventually check out this game again, which I feel speaks pretty highly uh, of this experience because as you all know i love playstation trophies typically if i'm only if i'm playing a game twice it's only to get that platinum and so the fact that i'm willing to actually play a switch game a game without trophies again is pretty unusual Hmm. cool all right oh Um, uh, quick question sorry before we go sure Sure. Um, I talked about my Super Metroid experience uh, last week. Mm. Um, anyways, yes. just just a quick question: Does yes. is there a point of no return? 
no in this no. game there isn't okay that's pissed me off about super metroid when i couldn't go back and do anything else <laughs> yeah that i won't spoil i won't I, I won't spoil it there is a segment in the game that will block off a large portion of the map but you do end up clearing that before you end up at the end of the game so you can go back but there's just, one part where some things are blocked off because of the state of the environment. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's yeah. It's it's actually quite reminiscent of another segment in Metroid Fusion, but we're we're getting a little bit all over the place. Yep. All right. Let's keep going. All right. So, um, just to kind of wrap things up here, Mitch, I'm going to throw it to you. You've got two, two, technically three things um, left on this list here. Uh, I'll let you attack it at any order, and then we're then we will get into the DC fandom stuff. Y'all know I love Disney. Y'all know I love Disney Plus. Disney Plus is the most used streaming service in my house. So much so that I host another podcast, Disney Plus Us, all about the great content that on that there Disney Plus streaming service. Check it out. Two things I want. Two things I want to recommend to anyone who has Disney Plus, and if you don't, why not? Um, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Muppets Haunted Mansion is one of the best pieces of Muppets content they've ever made. It is an hour-long, short TV film, basically, where Gonzo and Pepe are going through what is essentially the Haunted Mansion attraction. Tons of celebrity guests, tons of adult and adult humor that still works for kids. It's so much fun. The cameos are out of this world. Um, the game awards very own Jeff Keighley has an appearance in the, sh in, in, in the thing for some reason. So it's, it, it's huh. really good. Definitely. It's got Batman. Uh, it does have Batman. Will Arnett plays a, a pretty prominent role in the, I had to think for a second. Who's Bat? Oh yeah. Uh, I'm I, I feel like Darren Chris at some point will also play Batman. I don't know why I just get that vibe from him. Hmm. But cool. no, we'll it's, talk more it's about phenomenal. Yeah, if, if if you're yeah, we, oh we will. If we're if you're into the Muppets at all, you enjoy that style of comedy. If you're into Disney parks and Disney attractions at all, there's a lot of in humor for those folks that are into that stuff. And it's really really good. And it's like an hour, so you're not losing a ton of time to watch it. Tons of great music. The musical numbers, that, like most Muppet productions, are very good. Definitely give that one a sh give that one a shot if you've got Disney Plus. The other one is one that's available on the Star Banner. So if you're in the US, it should be available for you. Quick on question. Star. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. During Muppets Haunted Mansion, is there a part where they're riding around on the interior roller coaster and someone on the PA says, would you please stop taking flash photography? No, but there is a moment that does involve a doom buggy, which is the attraction's vehicle, like the name of the the, the vehicle in the in the haunted mansion attraction that is a lot of fun and i don't want to spoil it here for those who haven't seen it um but if you see it you'll see it and if you need me to explain why that's such a fun joke related to the attraction hit me up on twitter dms are open at mr mitch george or find me on discord anywhere happy to gush about disney all day and if uh, you do watch that do go check out the episode of disney plus us that i recorded with my co-host griffin with our very special guest my wife because Ooh. she is the biggest Muppets. Funny. She's the biggest Muppets fan I know. We had a we had a blast recording that in our Halloween costumes, our couple's Halloween costume, Ooh. which I'm sure you'll get a, a photo of post Halloween. So all right, that's Muppets Haunted Mansion. So do check that out. The second piece of content available on the Star Banner. So for those of you in the U.S., it would be available for you on Hulu. 
only murders in the building. The season finale went up this week. This is a comedy, like I don't know what you want to call it. A, a like it's it's yeah it's it's kind of a dramedy. Like there's a murder. Yeah, as you can hear my wife telling y'all in the background. She's cold, so she's sitting by the fireplace. Uh, it's a murder mystery, but it stars uh, Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez solving a murder in their building. And they start a podcast about the murder in their building. So it's kind of meta since I record podcasts. And it was a blast. I think this first season was really well done. Ends on a really interesting note. And we already have a confirmed season two. So if you at Sweet. all enjoy the comedy stylings of Martin Short, Steve Martin, um, it's definitely worth checking out. And even if you don't enjoy their style of comedy, I still think there's something there for everyone. It's a really, really well-made show. Um, yeah, I think my wife and I could probably switch after we're done. See, uh, season three of you, we can maybe switch over to this. It's only 10 episodes. Episodes are anywhere from 30 minutes to like 45. Oh, good. Not too huge. Then. So no, no, it's not a huge time commitment at all. It's, and it's really good. Cool. No, it looks good. I've I've had this recommended by uh, some of my neighbors as well. So I'll check it out. Yeah, I hope that do check that one out. I hope that season two of the show is like season two of the podcast serial, where it's like we already kind of solved the murder in the building. So what if we transitioned over to this other completely unrelated thing? And everyone's like, no, go back to the first thing, and then they try to like manufacture a new murder inside the building. <laughs> I want them to uh, get not really meta with it. I don't want to spoil anything, um, but just watch season one and you'll understand at least where season two is going to start. Sweet. They start a Patreon. No, but Tina Fey is also in it as like this iconic podcaster, like a very, like think of like the, the team behind um, that one you just mentioned that I forget the name of and it was 30 seconds ago. Um, cereal? Cereal. Cereal. Yes. Thank you. Um, think like the, the, the investigative reporter behind that Tina Fey kind of plays that role in this story and she's great in what little screen time she does get. Like, it's really good. It's really, really good. I do love cereal. So I'll check this out. Uh, thank, I appreciate the recommendation, Mitch. Yeah, definitely check that one out. Um, and the third thing was something that I added to the thing as we were recording because I found it and it looks great. And I saw a friend of ours, Spooner, who did our our, logo, our show logo. He was looking at this last night because he pre-ordered it. Um, and that is the like embossed uh, omnibus of the story behind the making of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And for someone like me that is as invested in that universe as I am, it wouldn't have made sense for me to not own this. But I did have to DM my wife to make sure that it was okay for me to buy it because it's it's hella expensive, <laughs> but it's worth it. And I can't wait to get it here and I'll show it off uh, probably next week. Should be here by the end of this week. So do an unboxing. We'll do an unboxing. Sweet. All right. Awesome. That's all I got. Well, thank thanks everybody for that. Um, should we start talking a little bit about all the fun DC news that happened at the DC Fandom? Oh, yeah. Please and thank you. Can, can, Hell yeah. Before we start talking about things individually, can we just say that Fandom, two years in a row now, has been a banner. Um, they've put out some good content and uh, good trailers. And as somebody who's a big DC fanboy, I feel like we're on track. It, I feel it, it. Shout out to DC for taking the name Fandom, which sounds like a product that's destined to not totally work out and actually really kind of making it work out like 
that that I don't am I alone in thinking that like fandom sounds like one of those weird made up words that you try to get to catch on like transforming but then up. everybody makes fun of you for it synergy all words are made up every word is made it, up it's fine do whatever you want <laughs> it it's definitely a little bit harkens back to like fetch but not in a grading way mm. so I really appreciate that they actually have a dome that everybody's yeah. in is they're doing this they're literally yeah. in a dome it's like, a real dome I, by the way i wish we got know. like as someone who is an unabashed mcu and disney fanboy i wish we had more stuff like this related to that content mm. um i know we got something last year and they've got they've got announcements teased for disney plus day on november 12th as well as a ton of content dropping but at the same time like i kind of wish they'd be like yeah this is going to be comic-con but for marvel and we're going to talk about everything marvel not just <laughs> movie stuff not just disney plus stuff but they get into the game side of things the actual comics the stories they're telling aj just disappeared and i'm confused but i'll i'll keep going um, i'm good I, I wish we could get something like that and i understand that disney needs to focus on the products to make them the most money which is the movies it's the parks um so letting you know their teams take these other things the comics the games the tv shows that sort of thing to other mediums i get it but i wish we had this like one I want the Disney fandom at some point which, where it is just, we're going to run through everything. Games, movies, comics, television, books. I got the tie-in to the Star Wars Ronin, um, the Star Wars Visions episode focused on the Ronin. There's a tie-in novel that I didn't even know was coming out until we've recorded an episode of Disney Plus Us. And now I want to go and read that because it's like all of this stuff exists. It's just they need to get that news out there. I didn't know this Marvel omnibus existed until I saw Spooner with it yesterday. I wish there was more places to find out this stuff for someone like me who's in the know, but maybe not, not as deep in the trenches to know that some of these very niche products exist. If that makes sense. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I get that. Um, yeah. So the DC fandom, I didn't. Okay. So here, here's what I think we need to do. I didn't watch the entire thing. Um, I, there's not a lot of DC stuff that I really care about these days other than anything Batman related, specifically anything like Michael Keaton Batman related, which we got a little bit of. Um, no, so, they weren't Nathan, teasing Batman. What? Yo. What? Of course. Uh, Nathan, uh, you being the resident DC fanboy. Yep. Would you uh, kindly take the reins uh, for, for this topic of the show uh, this evening so that we can kind of get through it in one piece? Okay. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's start off. Um, actually, let's transition back and forth because I think we discussed yeah. the three movie trailers we want to go over um, as well as uh, the video games. So let's sandwich the video games in between the movies. Cur currently currently the flash is yes. on the screen right now so, so. for those right. watching if not we're just going to talk you through yeah. the flash trailer if you haven't seen it go check it out yep so currently we are watching the flash trailer so this is uh ezra miller i believe i'm saying yep. his yep. name right ezra He's miller on. playing the flash from uh, the justice league uh movie which was phenomenal is my understanding um yep everybody not my understanding it. but but go on maybe the Zack Snyder Snyder's cut? justice league was phenomenal um so it though it was great so obviously we are bringing the multiverse into the dc universe um as we are now in batman 89's universe 
Um, we are hearing Michael Keaton's voiceover. We are seeing pictures of the mansion from the 89 movie, as well as relics from the house. Um, you also see, uh, it's hidden in the details because I did watch some trailer breakdowns of this. When you see the, the Supergirl and Ezra Miller, but behind him is a different Ezra Miller, and he's in a painted bat suit that has the Flash logo painted over top of it. Painted 1989 bat suit. The people who noticed that, because I saw the news stories about that as well, they must have microscopes powered by space diamonds, because I don't know how in the world you could focus in on that looking at the trailer yeah i hadn't seen it until you guys mentioned it just now so um so yeah and we've got supergirl so we're obviously pairing a bunch of different uh multiverse characters together in this and this is kind of gonna make every dc movie canon would be my guess so how dumb is it though that the first flash movie they're doing is to reset the entire timeline it's probably the right I mean, thing to do with where the movies have been yeah it is yeah. where the, with where the movies have been, but also this isn't the way to introduce a character like this. Like, if you think of this as just the Flash movie, I want to know why the Flash is the Flash. I don't want to be like, oh, like they, they 30 seconds of, oh, my mom died 20 years ago, so now I'm going to go back in time and fix it. Yeah. Like, There's a motivational on. thing. Um, I'm actually surprised they didn't call it Flashpoint because they're boring, borrowing quite a bit from the Flashpoint event from the DC Comics for this. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, which ironically enough, Michael Keaton is taking the place of Thomas Wayne in the Flashpoint universe, who was Batman's dad when Bruce Wayne was gunned down instead um, in the alley and Thomas became Batman. So if you haven't uh, go and watch the Flashpoint Paradox animated film that DC put out like mm. 10 years ago. Yeah, because I will. I would no. You know what, Nathan, right now, I will bet you. Um, I will bet you a $50 video game gift card of your choice that that animated film is a better movie than this Flash movie. Oh, no. You're probably right. I know you I guys, am. That's why I made the bet. <laughs> You're probably you right. You guys mentioned how this movie is going to make all the prior DC movies canon. Does that include Catwoman as well? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Or not. Um, as long as we don't know what happened canon, to her. I don't it, care. Okay, if the lantern is canon stuff, in the MCU, yes. if they're re if if they're taking this as a as an opportunity to kind of reset everything and reboot everything in some way, shape, or form, in in, in some story, do we see Halle Berry again? No, never in my, never in a million years. Nope, that'll never happen. Um, yeah, this uh, is a. Hold on, I do have an, an actual serious thing I want to say here. Okay. This is like a real deep cut, but uh, during uh, the production of The Dark Knight, George Miller, uh, best known for his work on the Mad Max series and also animated movies like Happy Feet, um, was actually working on uh, a version of the Justice League movie that never came to fruition. And yep. uh, I, I'm like all this multiverse stuff makes me wonder like would it at all be possible to like somehow nod to that in some way like is there going to be a sequence where flash runs through a version of the justice league but they're like all on cars and they have people strapped to cars and they're all just trying to kill and maim each other uh, probably not, not. no I, I don't think their reference projects which were conceptual um and actually it's too bad that justice league never happened i think common would have been a great uh john stewart green lantern um 
because yeah. I believe he was slated to play John Stewart uh, in that production. So yeah, no. So Flash looks exciting. AJ, I know you're excited about Batman eighty nine. Yep. Yeah, Batman Batman eighty nine is one of the earlier earliest movies I I kind of ever watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a very special place in my heart for uh, Michael Keaton, that specific Batman, uh, Kim Basinger, Jack Nicholson yeah. as the Joker. Um, hell, even Batman Returns, Danny DeVito as Penguin and um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Um, love, love or hate the movie. Jim Carrey was a great Riddler at the time. Um, I think that was but, honestly that's one of my favorite. At least growing up, it was one of my favorite yeah. Batman movies, just because I loved the comedy of Jim Carrey and the color palette that they chose to go with in that Joel Schumacher movie. We yeah. won't talk about yeah. the other movie he worked on, though. We won't. Yeah, that falling we'll down. move on. I mean, we'll the move Lost on. Boys. Why don't you want to talk about the Lost Boys? No, you know what I'm referring to, and we're not going to talk about it. Let's move on to the next thing. (laughs) Oh, St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah, St. Elmo's Fire is what we're talking about. Let's move on. Okay. Nailed it. So, after, so, okay, I don't know the order that these happen in. So, we've talked about The Flash. Let's do our first video game talking about, and we'll talk about Gotham Knights. So, we saw the trailer for Gotham Knights. Now, I was surprised. There is definitely a little bit of uh, gameplay, but it's this is really a story trailer, which seemed to be what we got for the video games in total here. Um, but yes, uh, this is definitely a Court of Owls-based thing, which I've never read the Court of Owls, and I think I might have to go back and read it before this game comes out. Um, but I want to know your guys' thoughts on what you guys thought about the trailer. Uh, it's been a long time. This is coming out of the WB Montreal studio, as Mitch had mentioned, worked on Arkham Origins, um, which a lot of people do like. And uh, I know it's often forgotten when we talk about the Arkham trilogy. And this is not related to the Arkham universe at all. Uh, so what are you guys thinking about Gotham Knights? How are you guys feeling? Before we get into it, Cozy, right-click the video. I know what you're trying to do. Right-click the video. Right at the top there. You're welcome. They don't make it (laughs) obvious. They don't. And that's why I'm here to help. I'm really excited for this game because I love the Arkham games. They're some of my favorite games of all time. I think Arkham City is like my fourth favorite game ever. Okay. Which is saying a lot when the top three are Pokemon Blue, Tetris, and Spider-Man 2018. Yeah. So I'm I'm super into what both of these games are doing. Um, Gotham Knights. I love the idea of exploring a bat story that doesn't star Batman. I love the idea of delving more into the court of owls, which is someone who isn't as familiar with the new 52 and, and some of the things that have come out of that. The court of owls is something to me that I've really only experienced through something like Batman versus Robin, the, the animated film. Mm. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they tackle this very interesting take on Gotham city's underbelly obviously Bruce Wayne isn't actually dead and they're very much in this trailer setting up that he's probably, you know, brainwashed by the court of hours or something, but they'll get there when they get there. I love the focus on characters like uh, red hood and Batgirl. I think Batgirl's going to get a lot of love and did actually in the DC fandom where they had that whole segment on the upcoming film. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so looking forward to getting into this, playing it with friends. We know already that this is going to be a multiplayer experience, which we don't know for Suicide Squad, even though I would factor that it 
probably no, is. No, they've said Suicide Squad will be multiplayer. We can come back to that. Have they? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I think what we've seen thus far from the story, I, thankfully they haven't given much away, which I'm very happy about. Mm-hmm. Of We know it's Court of Owls. We know Penguin's involved in some way. And we know who it's going to star. I'm glad they didn't put a date on it because I want them to know when it's coming out before they tell us when it's coming out. Uh, thank you. I mean, shout out to the big w- release from next week, which I hope to have some thoughts on before our next podcast, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which drops on Tuesday, which everyone is forgetting about, but it drops next fucking Tuesday. Um, really? For not, Yeah. For not telling us that the game was coming out until they knew the game was coming out. Yeah. So I really hope that they do hold the release date for this and for Suicide Squad until they know exactly when it's coming. Yep. I would imagine right now their plan is probably... Q1, maybe Q2 for Gotham Knights and Q4 for Suicide Squad, which will then inevitably slip to 2023. But we'll get there when we get there. So, uh, yeah, no, Cozy, your thoughts? Uh, Unfortunately, I've not read the original Court of Owls uh, Batman comic book storyline. So I can't, you know, claim that I'm hyped for the game based on that. I do know, though, that that story in particular is a story that kind of bores deeply into Batman's psyche. And so I do kind of wonder how uh, this game's sort of uh, deep dive into the Court of Owls is going to fare without Batman being at the center of it, at least, you know, uh, not at the center of it for like, you presume 90% of the game. Do you feel like Batman's sort of like Bat family can carry that stuff on their own? Or do you feel like Batman's presence is going to be potentially missed? I think it depends upon who you talk to. Um, if you've got somebody who wants to play as Batman, I think they'll be disappointed that Batman's not initially playable. I assume he will be playable at some point, or maybe he won't be. Um, that being said, Batman's the Bat family, I guess, is a very good cast of characters because, like, you've got Jason Todd, Red Hood, um, Dick as Nightwing. I assume it's Tim Drake as Robin. Could I be believe- Damien. I thought it was Damien. It could be Damien. I'll, I'll look it up. Okay. Um, actually, based on the haircut, that actually might be Damien. Um, Damien is Robin, who is Bruce Wayne's uh, son. Um, and then we've got Barbara Gordon and his Batgirl. And they're all compelling characters. I guess it comes down to, did they tell a good story? And that's so what we it, need to know. It is not Damien Wayne's Robin. It is it is Tim Drake. So oh, it's, okay. yeah, it's Dick Grayson, Barbara Gordon, mm-hmm. Tim Drake, and Jason Todd. If you've played the Arkham games... Uh, you will know based on the fact that Barbara Gordon is in this and is Batgirl that these games do not take place in that universe mm-hmm. um, because she is Oracle in those games, um, which if you've, what was that? The killing joke, I believe it was. Yes. Where right? she was shot. Um, she was shot and paralyzed um, in the comics. So this is not in the Arkham universe. They're telling their own separate story from the Arkham games, uh, which I think is the right approach. Uh, I hate going back to it, but if you have not, DC, like DC's animated stuff, their animated mm-hmm. films are so goddamn good. Anything DC animation gonna, does real like is good. Harley Harley Quinn. I've paid twenty dollars per season to buy Harley Quinn on iTunes, and it was worth it. Yeah, that is uh, such a good show. And for me, my favorite DC animated film of all time is Batman Under the Red Hood which is a very much a Jason Todd Red Hood story. Yes. If you have not seen that, it is so goddamn good. Please do yourself a favor. Find a way to watch that because it's, I've bought it on iTunes. It's really friggin' good. 
Jason Eccles' voice is um, Red Hood in that, correct? Yeah, so uh, it's not exactly that, something yeah. that I oh, Jensen. Sorry, Jensen Eccles. Uh, yeah. paid yeah. much attention to. Um, um, yeah, just no. Based so, on what I was seeing um, here I, I'm, and uh, what you guys AJ, have been thoughts. saying, I'm kind of excited to like on. potentially uh, play play Gotham Knights with you guys. So, um, yeah, it it like once again like. It it was really it's really only like the new Batman movie and mm-hmm. the 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 Flash trailer that that I that I actually uh, gave any any sort of interest in so yeah yeah absolutely Suicide Squad all oh, the Flash okay okay cool all right well. We'll move on. Um, AJ, if you want to put any commentary, let us know. Um, Okay. So we'll jump into... uh, So we've done video games. So what do we got uh, lined up next? Peacemaker? Is that what I see? Uh, Let's do Peacemaker. Um, So Peacemaker is a spinoff of John Cena's character from Suicide Squad. I believe this is a prequel to Suicide Squad. Nope. Um, It's a post? Yep. Okay. So this is going to be a... 10 episode HBO Max series. I'll look it so, up for you. But. I think 10 episodes is correct. But that yeah. Sounds right. It, so it's going to be on HBO Max. I think this is going to be hilarious. I laughed so hard during this trailer. The fact that we get Vigilante as an on screen character, I don't care if it's not a movie. Uh, Vigilante is an on screen character in this movie is amazing to me. Well, what uh, issues did you have with Vigilante in the, uh, the Arrowverse? Come on. Uh, I never, I haven't watched any of the Arrowverse stuff. You ever. Should, uh, you're probably better off, honestly. Yeah. It's, some it, of it's good. Some of it's not great. It starts off strong and then it doesn't go great. Um, yeah. is my understanding. Um, but yeah, Vigilante looks good. He has a Deadpool-esque feel to it, but the entire trailer is good. John Cena is a freaking national treasure. And I think he's figured out how to balance being a goofball. Um, was it Trainwreck? He was in with Amy Schumer where he was kind of like figuring that out for him. Um, he was very issue. good in the movie Blockers. Oh, yes. Seen that. I haven't seen that. I he, want to watch Blockers. I think it's on Crave. And if it's not, it's got to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely do watch it because it's one of the funniest movies I think that's come out in the last few years. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Peacemaker, just a simple 10 episode run. It looks, uh, looks hilarious. to me, looks to me via IMDb and Wikipedia, which take those with a grain of salt yep. as legitimate sources, eight episodes, it, eight episodes, that, okay. I did even see better. That. Premiering, I, ja- premiering January 13th. Yeah. Yes. This is coming up. This is coming soon. And so quickly after Suicide Squad, um, the Suicide Squad movie was awesome. Uh, the current one, not the original one. Um, I really enjoyed it. John Cena was phenomenal in it. And he is like taking that role even further here. Um, So I'm really curious to see the trailer hits on pretty much all of the jokes on it. Um, I couldn't stop laughing during the butt baby part. Um, John Cena and Tidy Whitey's is a national treasure. Yes. Yeah. John Cena and Tidy Whitey's is amazing. The Eagle, the Eagle is freaking amazing. Even the section where they're all walking, and I didn't even notice at first, but the eagle's walking in the bottom corner beside them. 
Yeah, hold on a second. Let me grab it. He, uh, <laughs> I didn't go. see that until just now. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. So, Honestly, at this point, anything James Gunn touches, I'm going to want to see. Yes, and uh, he has written and directed all of this, is my understanding. This he isn't somebody else. Them all. He, oh, he wrote okay. the whole series. He, he directed five of the eight episodes. So I do appreciate a universe where we can have James Gunn working with DC and with Marvel producing great content. So, uh, switching back. And yeah. Forth. Cause next, next year we'll get two James Gunn comic book properties on screen in on the small screen, at least with peacemaker coming to HBO max and presumably in Canada, I don't know, crave or showcase or something like that. I, we don't know how that's going to be distributed yet in Canada, which is unfortunate, yeah. but we do know that next December, because we, we know Chris Pratt, uh, is love him or hate him, uh, announced via, I think it was his Instagram or his TikTok that guardians three has started filming. And in filming guardians three, they are still filming guardians of the, the guardians of the galaxy holiday special. Oh, is that so not we coming know this we're getting year? That, that is next year. We're getting a oh, holiday special next year. I thought that was this year. Next holiday. Mm. No. So the holiday special is holiday 2022. Okay. And then the movie I think is like May 2023. I don't think it got shuffled around in the, the new dates that, that Marvel announced this week. Okay. If they don't rip riff off the um, Star Wars ho- ho- holiday special. It's James Gunn. You know, they will. Yes. They, 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 have, they have to, to. they have to touch it. Um, so yeah, no. So, this looks like a lot of fun. I'm excited about this. Uh, DC's hitting on all cylinders. So oh, I do want to ask uh, a yeah. quick little question about the eagle. So it is illegal to keep a bald eagle as a pet in the United States. And I'm assuming that a very similar law exists here in Canada. Uh, I went on Quora.com, you know, the repository for yeah. all information in the world. Uh, and Kirk A. Genowiak, uh, a wildlife biologist and educator, said that you may receive training and certification as a wildlife rehabilitator, receive training and certification as a raptor rehabilitator, and then keep a wounded or damaged eagle for the purposes of rehabilitating the bird uh, if you should should so want to own one of these uh, majestic fowls. Do we think that this TV series would all touch upon the legality or lack thereof of him owning an eagle? Do we think that it will reveal that he actually has raptor certification training? No. No, it'll reveal that he's an asshole and he's a criminal and he stole this eagle from a zoo or some shit. Yeah. There, There will be a much less legal way as to why he has the eagle. Um, but I am glad he, was he in has the, sui- the eagle. He is, he is in the suicide squad. He is not a good person. Yeah. So he kills yeah. people for America. I can also see a universe though, where he actually does have Raptor certification training. Cause what's that one line from the trailer? He's like, I'll eat like a thousand bags of dicks for Liberty. Yeah. The like he seems for, like he's uh, suicide squad. Yeah. When he gets, you know, his mindset on something, he seems like he's really committed and willing to go all the way there. Maybe he got in his head, you know, if he wants to be the, you know, the ultimate representation of Liberty in America, he needs to own an Eagle. And he was just like, well, I better, you know, do everything in my power. I can to own an Eagle. Well, <laughs> we're still a little while away from January. But I'm excited for Peacemaker. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, I just want to know how to watch it in Canada. I don't want to have to keep using VPN and an HBO Max account I borrowed from a friend. Thank you, Rob. Yeah. Go ahead. Thanks, Rob. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So let's transition to something that's coming in 2022 to something that's likely going to be 2023 and talk about the new Suicide Squad uh, Killed the Justice League title. 
Um, now this, uh, sorry, go ahead, Mitch. I was just gonna say their their use of licensed music here, cozy. Don't put sound through. I know. I don't. I, think I, you I have not. Been. I have not been putting sound through any of these videos. There Good was call. a brief moment in one of the gameplay videos I showed earlier where you could hear sound for a second, but no. Typically, I will not show sound unless show sound. That's not the okay. right verb. Uh, um, anyways, uh, you this, don't have anything has, to worry about, Mitch. Yeah, Nothing this has a great about. licensed music track. Yeah. Um, so definitely go and check out this trailer outside of us talking about it because it's really good. And this one does take place in the Arkham universe. They've retconned some stuff from the, the other, the previous Rocksteady games, but this one does exist in the same universe, which I'm excited to see how that goes. Yes. Um, sorry. Go, go ahead, Nathan. No problem. Sorry. Uh, so this is Rocksteady. Uh, this is the long-awaited Rocksteady game that we've been waiting on since Arkham Knight. Uh, definitely a different take as this is going to be a four-player co-op game that you can play solo. Um, and you get to play as four members of the Suicide Squad, four fan favorites. You've got Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, King Shark, and uh, Deadshot. So, yeah, no, I'm excited about this. Uh, the trailer hit me in all the right ways. I think the humor was really fun. Uh, the bit at the end with the penguin was amazing. Uh, Mitch, what were your thoughts on it? I'm... I'm so ready for this. Rocksteady has done such great work in the DC universe that mm -hmm. I'm ready to jump right into the boots of Captain Boomerang, all his snarkiness and the boomerangs and presumably some tech he stole from the Flash to be super fast or something. I'm so down to try these different characters, figure out what their different abilities are like. This is what I would have liked to have seen the Guardians game be. Like we mm -hmm. know the Guardians game coming next week. You are Star-Lord and you direct the rest of your squad. I would have loved a multiplayer game in that same world, but we'll see next week if that decision made the most sense for that title. Uh, I'm excited to jump into this with friends. I'm already like seeing this trailer. I'm, I'm messaging people. I'm like, we're playing this, right? Like this is a no doubt day one. Like we're going to jump in. Everyone's going to call dibs on Harley or shark or, or dead, um, dead shot. Dead shot. Yeah. They, they confuse me because they replaced him in the latest in the suicide squad. I'm like, they're the same character. So I keep getting them confused. Yeah. No, um, Mitch and boomerang. Are you, would you be more or less excited for this game if it was revealed that its gameplay is going to be Marvel's Avengers 2.0? I loved Marvel's Avengers. Yes. I had a great time with the excited. gameplay. Like, I think the end game of that didn't do so well. So I think if they deliver a really great, you know, 15 to 20 hour story driven experience that isn't games as a service, then great. And if it is. Not that, then I don't think this has legs to stand on versus something like Marvel's Avengers because that IP will bring people back to that game. Like just the introduction of Black Panther brought a lot of people back, played the content, and then bounced. If they're yeah. trying to go games as a service with this game and introducing new members of the Suicide Squad, people aren't going to be as excited to jump into this for Polka Dot Man as they are to jump into Avengers with Black Panther. Uh, for the record, I would love Polka.Man. If we could get Condiment Kin in there, that would be great. That being said, I actually don't think that's how... So we've seen no gameplay. We really have no idea what this is beyond has there, a solo or four-player like, co-op game. Like, genuine question. Has there been, like, any scuttlebutt at all? Any rumors? Any leaks? Like, outlining what the deal is with this game gameplay-wise? Not that I have seen at this point. My so, best guess... Uh, there haven't been any, like, recent era leaks or anything of that nature? Not There's an article I found from Screen Rant from last year when this was originally announced at DC Fandom saying that the whole game can be played single player or multiplayer, jump in, jump out. The whole experience is built to be played either way. 
Um, so, but that's all I've really got. Here, here's my thoughts. This is Borderlands. Drop in and drop out co-op mm. with the story. It is, but you can also swap between characters on the fly. Oh, can so you? So I feel like that's what this article says. Mm. Um, but if you're playing four player, you wouldn't be swapping between characters. No, no. But it sounds more reminiscent of something like X-Men Legends or Marvel's Ultimate Alliance rather than Avengers or Borderlands. Mm. Um, it's just going for that comedic tone. I also love the fact no, that we got I just, the... I, I, I want to see the... the uh, Gizmo, I think is uh, his yes, name. Gizmo. The from character the from Teen Titans. And the yep. King Shark That's from, from... I didn't know that was Gizmo. You went first. And, but like, yeah, I go ahead. See, yeah, AJ like, just handed In the multiverse scenario, I want to see them interact with each other because this the one in the game maybe that is travis willingham right wait king shark yeah it's gotta be right no king shark's being played by samojo in this game yep oh Samojo's voice in Kid Shark in this game. I didn't uh, hear that at all. I heard that Travis was announced last year. Really good for him. Yeah, I totally uh, forgot that. Yeah, so uh, yeah, no, Samojo's playing uh, Kid Shark um, in this title. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I think that could be cool. Um, I'd like to see Kid Shark has become a fan favorite over the past few years, especially with his appearance in Suicide Squad. Um, and I think did we know about him in this game before the Suicide Squad trailer? Because we didn't. I guess. Suicide Squad trailer hit in Fandome last year in the Dome. Yeah, I think it was they, literally they, the exact same time. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing that I really like here is Deborah Wilson as Waller. Oh, yeah. Who she, you will all remember from uh, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I was yeah. going to say Mad She's going to be great. Well, Mad TV, but I met more recently in her, her video game, in the video game sphere. Gotcha. Um, I think she's she's really great. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what her take on Waller is like. Um. I'm I'm super jazzed for this game. I'm really excited to play it. I just don't know what the game is going to end up being like post launch. And yeah. that's what I worry about. I will say to give like a less of a cynical take than I gave earlier. Like, you know, over the course of the past few years, we've seen developers loosen up a bit on the need to make everything a games a service uh, perhaps you know most famously uh bioware uh and you know this is all hearsay and rumors nothing officially confirmed but supposedly bioware was given the go-ahead to no longer have uh the fourth dragon age game be a games as a service after uh anthem kind of blew up in their face and uh, EA realized that there was real potential still in single player experiences like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So there's part of me that wonders if there was a period in time where Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League was more of that kind of games as a service like experience. And the game that we will eventually get will be, you know, as Nathan described, more of a Borderlands like experience where multiplayer is still a big part of it, but it is still much more enjoyable and much more fulfilling as a single player experience. Yeah, we'll see oh. more about this this year because I don't think it's coming in 2023 or next year. We'll see more of this next year. OK, um, and, or not. Uh, your your camera's it's not, not going to come in 2022. I think we'll see it in early 23. Um, so, oh. Don't worry. I'm okay. back. You're back. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to look up whether or not we've gotten any confirmation of whether this game is live service or not. And I can't really find anything. Um 
But I mean, they confirmed that Gotham Knights isn't going to be live service. So people are kind of assuming the same of this. Yeah. Um, and they've said they've, they've talked time and time again about how this game focuses on four characters. So if it were live service and introducing new characters, new game modes and things like that, then they wouldn't be making statements like that, I would assume, until they're ready to reveal that, maybe. But I would imagine this is more akin to something like you know, ultimate alliance, but only having those four characters that they're focusing on, mm -hmm. which I'm down for. I'm, I'm really <laughs> excited for these characters. So, yeah. And if you haven't check out the animated Harley Quinn show, because I think that version of King shark is the best version of King shark we've oh. ever gotten from DC period. I still haven't watched that. So I should actually watch that. Uh, Do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're going to leave the Batman for last. Because uh, I think that's the biggest meatiest trailer to get into. So let's just quickly touch base on a film. I can't believe that's happening. We're getting The Rock in a the Black Adam Super film. Pets. Oh. No, not The Super Pets. Yeah, that's Pets. happening too, I guess. Isn't that a TV show though? No, it's a movie. Oh. Oh, okay. It's also and starring The Rock. So, I mean, whatever. Oh, so apparently I should watch that trailer because I did not watch that trailer at all. Um, uh, it's it's DC Super Pets. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart being themselves, but as Crypto, crypto and, and Ace. Ace. The Bat Hound. Yeah, it, it, it looks fun. It looks very akin to something like um, Secret Life of Pets, but that's about it. Okay, I'll have to show my boys. Uh, yeah, but There's anyways. a game coming tying into it. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Um, and they also announced at the DC Kids fandom that they're adding uh, Batman content to Hot Wheels Unleashed. Yes, I did see that. Um, I've uh, enjoyed my time with Hot Wheels Unleashed quite a bit, so I'm excited to get the Batman content because uh, apparently you get to drive, ride around the whole Batcave and they'll have a few Yeah, they're out of the Batcave as a track. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so let's talk Black Adam for a second. The Rock has been trying to get this movie made for what seems like 15 years. He's been talking about trying to play Black Adam. If you're unaware, Black Adam is a rogue of uh, the superhero named Captain Marvel, now named Shazam, uh, because there was some legal issues and they just decided to change his name to Shazam, even though he was well before Marvel's Captain Marvel. Um, so... He, he is a villain. His name is Teth Adam, uh, and he's from Egypt. So I'm curious to see what this looks like. He has very similar powers to Shazam, uh, but they are slightly different. Um, but there is no way that this doesn't cross over into the Captain or the Shazam 3 as an origin Shazam story for three? His... Well, Shazam 2, The Fury of the Gods, is the next one. Um, and I think he will not be in that one because they've got this film coming still. Um, but then he'll be in the third Shazam movie. Right. He'll, he'll show up as a teaser at the end of the second one, teasing his appearance in the third, presumably. Mm -hmm. um, but it just looks badass. He looks badass. I love the fact that this has been a passion project for uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. And we are we're getting this. This is something that's actually happening. Um, also, we've got Pierce Brosnan in it as Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate. Um, we've got Hawkman in it. Adam Smasher, I believe, is in it. Yep. Um, the list of DC, like, D, like B or D characters that we're getting in this movie is fantastic. Something I had to explain to Carmen when we were watching this trailer is, oh, yeah, magic is a thing in, in the DC universe, like, 
it's such a thing that the one of Superman's only weaknesses other than kryptonite is magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact they're delving more into that weird side of things has me excited as a DC fan, but then also getting the next trailer that we're going to talk about that is very much not that and is going to be this alternate earth grounded Batman. Um, sign me, sign me the heck up for all of this. I'm excited. Yeah. Just as a fan of comics. Yeah. As somebody who's been a DC fan and maybe, maybe we could argue that the DC movies haven't been the highest quality. Like maybe they're not good. Um, Shazam was really good. The original Wonder Woman was, was really good. Shazam was fun. Wonder Woman was good. Um, my Green mom Lantern was has, great. If you can believe it, my mom has seen Shazam and I have not. Oh, I saw Shazam, Shazam in theaters with my mom. It was fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Shazam's really good. Uh, I would check it out. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Suicide Squad, uh, the Suicide Squad was really good. So, where'd you guys fall yeah, the, on Aquaman? I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with the sequel. I think Jason Momoa is great. I, I think it's good. Um, it's definitely like when you're looking at the bad ones, uh, I think we're going to have less bad than good now, which is positive. I think this is a mm. switch in the right direction for them. Aquaman was one of those movies where watching it, I was like, I'd love to watch this like through the eyes of a kid, like side by side with like my hypothetical son, for example, because I feel like they would like hypothetically love it because the entire time that I was watching it, I was just not vibing with it at all, but appreciating how kind of imaginative and over the top it was and suspecting that younger DC fans would really resonate with it. Well, just um, wait till I'm done my watch of the Marvel movies because then I can get my kids into the DC movies. So okay. uh, we just watched Homecoming uh, on the weekend so now we're going to throw you're getting there we're getting yeah, there getting we're getting there. close to the end but then we've got tv series for them to watch so um anyways are you gonna have them watch the netflix stuff or just the disney plus stuff just the disney plus stuff i don't think they're old enough for the netflix stuff honestly oh, okay so you're gonna watch agents of shield and agent carter and all the the stellar content that we got on tv for the mcu right no we're just gonna watch the dc the the disney plus shows the shield doesn't even matter. They've retconned it, half of it. They definitely crossed over with the movie like twice. Yeah. Um, oh, seven seasons. Okay. So let's talk about why we're all here and what everybody was talking about. And it's the trailer for the Batman. This is the new Batman movie that is starring Robert Pattinson as Batman, who looks phenomenal. I hated Twilight, and I'm disappointed I had to sit through those movies. Uh, but he, he he has grown as an actor so much since those movies. Yep. He's a, he he acts like a completely different person. Um, even hey, something hey, like between you and me, audience, I like the first Twilight. Don't 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 let the don't let it get to you. Uh, Thank you. Your mic is on, and we can all hear you, cozy. Audience, every one of us. Don't don't tell them. All right, it's just between you and me. Okay, we definitely heard all of that. Um, but I'm just going to ignore it and move on. That movie that came out this past year that people got up or that, um, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Nolan, that movie that came out that he was in that someone put onto a game boy just to fuck with Christopher Nolan. What was that? What was that called again? Oh, I don't know. The one with, uh, tenant. 
Tenant, yes. Tenant. I okay. think I might he was... get I think I got the name of that backwards, by the way. Somebody might need to cross check it. It's a palindrome. We get it. Come on. Um no, I've I really enjoyed his performance in that, and he's been really good in a lot of other things he's done since Twilight. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see a younger Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, I say that even though Christopher uh, Christian Bale's Batman was meant to be younger because we saw him right from Batman Begins, but this seems like almost like year one Batman. This is year two Batman actually. for yeah, he's been Batman for a bit, but he's still pretty I've, new with the whole thing. Yeah. What this I've is what I've heard Batman, is so from some of the trailer breakdowns that I saw is like Batman, this this is like um, lore. year two Batman. Uh, so allegedly. it's very so, exciting like to see very what's going to happen to oh, this scene with the gunfire in the dark hall. Yeah. Yeah. It's still E. Yeah. It's still E N. Yeah. Th- th- this was year two. Uh, Riddler looks amazing. Although his name's not Edward Nigma. It's a different no. name. No. What um, is it? Yes. Um, but he- he's more like a Zodiac killer type character. So I'm curious to see what that looks like. This trailer is very David Finch inspired um, inspired as well. Um, and I think the movie is going to follow a lot of that feel to it. Uh, I can't believe this is Colin Farrell, by the way. Playing yeah, the neither can I. So Edward Edward Nashton is the name of the character. Mm. Okay. Um, I, I was kind of hoping it would be like Voldemort, where you rearrange his name and it spells out, I am Lord Voldemort, or in this case, like, I am the Riddler. No, so Edward Nashton is the name of the Riddler on new earth. And over the course of his run in the comics, he does change his name to Edward Nigma. Uh, so I imagine by the end of this movie, he is Edward Nigma gotcha. and they start to set up the rogues gallery for Batman. Cause that's the, the thing about the thing I like to say about DC is DC's strength is its villains. Yep. Whereas Marvel's strength is its heroes. You can see that in the MCU. A lot of the villains they've put in those movies when there's a really good villain, like Killmonger, like uh, like Thanos, even though I don't really call it, think of him as a villain, he was kind of the protagonist of that movie. But we'll get we'll get into that at another time. The best thing to come out of DC is the Rogues Gallery, Batman's Rogues Gallery, Superman's, Green Flashes. Lanterns, Flashes. Like the Rogues are what make mm-hmm. DC like spark. You can see that in the fact that the Suicide Squad is one of its best known properties at this point, and that focuses on villains, yes. who are some of the best characters in the DC universe. So I'm excited to see what they do with this version of Edward Nigma. I do think he is Edward Nigma by the end of the movie. I'm excited to see where Colin Farrell's Penguin goes. I'm excited to see what Selena Kyle's relationship is with Batman yeah, she, here. Is it going to be the romance we've gotten in the comics? Is it going to be the on again, off again, the betrayal? Like, what are we going to get from that relationship? I'm really excited to see. And I think Zoe Kravitz is a great choice casting her in that role in this movie. I think she does a great job disappearing yeah. into the role. She, she looks question, phenomenal. My question for y'all is this is going to be a more grounded Batman. Yes. Like this like full stop. We're not going to get the, we're not going to get Mr. Freeze. We're not going to get poison Ivy. Oh, we're not no. going to get some the more like meta, like meta human type. Here's rose. the deal. I think we could see them, but I think they'll be dramatically different. My question for y'all and a question for the chat, a question for our listeners. Be sure to let us know on Twitter who you think would make a great rogue for a subsequent sequel to this Batman. Ooh. What grounded villain do you think would best fit the vibe of this Batman? And I have a couple in mind, but I want to see what y'all have to say first. Yeah. So 
we just had him in a movie. D- yeah, he definitely face. got um, overshadowed would work by really well. Heath Ledger. Uh, for sure, he, he didn't, he um, didn't get his like, time to shine as Two Face. Like we I, saw the transformation. I think they have to yeah. in the Dark Knight. So I, I want can see to that see the Joker sure. and what they do um, with it, but they also, it just feels like it. They need to stay away from it at the same time. Like they, somebody, somebody tried with um, uh, Jared Leto, but that was just such a completely different thing um if this is Mm -hmm. batman like year two batman at some point he has to see the joker um and we've seen it grounded before we you could do it grounded again but um some of the kind of funny uh reactions that i saw um the kind of funny vids reactions um they they akin it to um a mix between Nolan's Batman in its gritty uh, realism and r- groundedness of it, mm-hmm. but inspired by the animated series in, in, in a lots of ways. So um, I can see a cartoonish Joker appearing at some point who is not too dissimilar from a... Yeah. If it, hmm. not not even Jack Nicholson, but um uh Mark Hamill um, but perhaps more more as he's portrayed in the um, Arkham games. Jack Nicholson. Hmm. The crime mm-hmm. boss Joker, not the maniac Joker. So, yeah, more like the Arkham games, what we got in the animated series. And I would argue Nicholson's Joker ends up doing that as well. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good juxtaposition to this version of the Batman. Uh, Cozy, what what villains would you like to see I in mean, a more grounded uh, sequel, inevitable sequel to this Batman film? I, I'm just, you know, very excited at the prospect of seeing King Tut finally make his silver screen debut you know he was a major player in the 1960s uh batman series and i feel like he's yet to receive his due ancient egypt was a real thing y'all and i'm excited to see uh what his pharaohness uh brings to the bat universe cozy i appreciate you but i'm going to ignore what you just said and give. Uh, i will say as a real conversation with as a real answer uh i mean i will admit it's not like the most original response given that we previously talked extensively about this particular group earlier on in the podcast but uh the court of owls uh that was one of mine yeah yeah well i apologize for taking it away from you but no no it's okay i have another one it's all good there's hints of the court of owls in this well is it a little bit surprising that we've not yet had like a live action batman property to feature them in any way it's like i understand it's kind of a yeah what was it were, the batman so, were the court of owls like introduced after uh, christopher nolan's dark knight well, trilogy or was yes. it like over yes. the course they were they were they were new 52 so like when they mm. rebooted the dc universe let me look it up um when did this but yeah it, a long story short it, it'd be cool to see them and then they will you know segue right into king tut when it's revealed that he actually started the court of owls so, in the year 36000 bc in ancient a re- Egypt. really quick well, so um, first another back. villain um, the first who I issue totally of batman about, to like, feature the court of owls in the new 52 release november the animated series um and then okay. apparently yeah, so apparently so. they did this in the gotham tv show which is not something i 
have specifically been interested in, but the Mad Hatter is a villain that I always forget about. Um, Yes. Yeah. I was looking at Mad Hatter. Um, He's an interesting one, Dr. Uh, Jervis Tetch. Um, And you'd have to change him a little bit to fit in this universe, but I think his mind control could be really interesting if they had a good way to talk about that. I think it can work similarly to something like uh, Count Vertigo from the Young Justice series or what we saw of Scarecrow in the Nolan films of it's, you know, it's toxins. It's a way of like, taking advantage of hypnosis or something like that was your... the one I've got. For... Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, real quick. And don't worry, this is not another King Tut, but was there not uh, a, a female villain that was also introduced in conjunction with the Mad Hatter at one point called the Carpenter uh, and her whole idea is, I just she, Googled like, the Carpenter Batman and she seems real in the comics that the supervillains use throughout Gotham whenever they're enacting super crimes. Am I imagining um, her? I've not heard I of know. this. I have no idea what you're talking about, but yeah. that's, that could be my... Oh. I mean, if Condiment King can be a thing, so can the Carpenter. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, Mitch, tell, is, tell me is, about your I options. was not imagining this. Okay. So the one that I want to see, and we can kind of... I think we can end this on this discussion, honestly. I think it could be that big. Yeah. I think the only actor that we could see go toe-to-toe with Robert Pattinson as the Batman is Robert Pattinson. I want to see live action Hush in this Ooh. world. Okay, I think okay. Hush could be a really good story. So for those who don't know, Thomas Elliot. The, char- the character of Hush, a.k.a. Thomas Elliot, is someone that Bruce Wayne grew up with when he was younger. So it gives you the idea of, you know, doing more flashbacks to his childhood and things like that. And eventually he becomes so obsessed with Bruce Wayne that he takes his face. Oh. Yep. It's plastic he undergoes surgery. cosmetic oh. surgery to be an exact clone okay. of Bruce Wayne. So it would Hear be... Robert Pattinson acting against uh, Robert Pattinson. Another and I think that could that be something really, really from the special animated series that only he could do in the DC Man Bat. And AJ is going to shit right? all over my plan. So go ahead. Um, and so, you know, he kind of had like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, like transformation into Man Bat, right? Let's bring Taylor Lautner yes. out of retirement yep. and put Kirk him Lanstrom. as Man Bat. Think about it. How did I know this? Think about it. Does he stay shirtless most of the movie? I had such a good way for you to end the show on a discussion about Hush, and you bring up fucking Taylor Lautner of all people. (laughs) Fucking hell. But he's a superhero. He's Lava Boy. No, he's Shark Boy. Or Shark Boy. No, Lava Girl, Shark Boy. You're right. Sorry. I mixed this up. I know. Yes, you did. My kid was watching it the other day. I've never seen it. So, okay. So, sorry. I think Hush is, just to get back to Hush, because I think Hush is a really interesting character for this. Um, Hush is a super compelling character and storyline. And I would love to see that. Um, And it's really fertile ground for a Batman movie, because it has not been brought up in movies at all, even though the story's 15 years old now? Uh, Roughly. I think 2003 is when they introduced Hush as a character. Yeah. And I think just... That character fits, for me at, at least, I feel like it fits the vibe that they're going for 
in this world. And it's a character that harkens back to Bruce Wayne's childhood, which mm -hmm. is a great way to introduce a villain when this Batman is meant to be year two of, okay, this is a villain that you could really introduce at any time because his ties to the character are all based on childhood. It could have yeah. been a year one villain if they'd really wanted to. They can do whatever they want with it, which I think could be really fun to see that done in live action with the bat, the Battenson acting directly against himself. So, Maybe okay, so Flash. we know, um, yeah, no, I think this would be awesome. Um, what about Affleck? As far as I know, it, it seems like Do everybody's we get saying Affleck and villain? Pattinson seeing each other. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. we know we're getting Affleck in The Flash, right? Yeah, he, well, is that confirmed? People give him a hard time because he's been Affleck, and I don't know why. He's okay. he's totally, um, like, fine. I'm glad he's back as Batman. I like but. Affleck. Um no, yeah. I really did too. People gave yeah. him a hard time, but I thought he did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, I love Ben Affleck. I've always loved Ben Affleck. So, uh, Batfleck. Uh, okay, cool. No, I think Hush is really good. Um, I, before we end, I did want to bring up one more, uh, Mitch. Are you familiar with Professor Pig? God damn it. I had a friend in high school who was obsessed with professor pig spelt with a y yes um if you get that a chance he's still friends with me uh but i don't see him very often um if you get a chance check professor pig is a super creepy villain and with the way they're taking riddler in this one as more of like a serial killer like zodiac style serial killer professor pig's whole thing is that he captures people and does surgeries on them and brainwashes them and tortures them into being dolatrons for him um yeah like it's Florida. like a creepy character who could fit the universe and mutilate people uh, like kind of like reek from game of thrones torture them into becoming his slaves um it could explain why he's um like why he has like people who fight for him because of what he's done to them um, so also, a couple, I had a couple others that would just be like kind of rapid fire that I think okay. fit the vibe of this universe. Cool. Go. Um, Vandal Savage. Yep. Vandal Savage would be, be cool. great. Actually, I'd like um, to see them do some sort of tie-in with Vandal Savage throughout all the movies. Yeah, um, have that be like an overarching villain before they try to get into something like Apocalypse again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another one that I had, I think, with what they're going for of more detective noir. Clayface is a really good character that could tie into that of someone who could kind of take on the appearance of anybody. Mm -hmm. And it's a whodunit. Lots of murder mystery that can be done with that character. Yep. And I had another one and I lost it. Is it Zaz? Uh, it's not Zaz. Because I think we're getting hints that Zaz might actually appear in this film. Oh, okay. Which I think could be cool. Mm -hmm. um, oh, uh, they're doing multiverse stuff, right? Yep. So give me the Batman who laughs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it I would be to awful that. to see that in live action, but I think the Batman that laughs would be absolutely goddamn terrifying in this universe. If you guys don't know, uh, the Batman who laughs is a version of the Batman in a different universe where Batman kills the Joker, um, but is gassed he's, at the he, same he, time, he, I believe. No, he's driven crazy by the Joker oh, gas, yes. kills the Joker, the entire Bat family, and then becomes like a crime lord. Yes, and he's evil, and he's terrifying, and he actually starts bringing other... Like, there's a whole dark multiverse 
where things go wrong um and the batman who laughs is very ingrained into the dark multiverse very hellraiser of the bad things that happened so um he's a, yeah he, the batman who laughs top top three comic book designs of all time i'm gonna say it it's up there it's definitely up there yeah, yeah. very metal yes well yeah i think it comes from that dc metal it does yeah That's why yeah. i said it yeah um I need to go back and read some of these arcs. I don't read enough comic books these days. Uh, too, too much stuff, read, com- man. Too many things competing for our time. It's not about the medium that it's on. It's just about the time it takes. Yep. Um, so, yeah, no. So I think we can all say DC. I said at the beginning, DC fandom was a success. I think I'm looking forward to this year over year now. I think we're going to get a lot of really cool trailers. Um, they did announce that there's a Blue Beetle movie coming starring um, Jaime Reyes. Yep. Uh, which I love that. Um, and if they could get Ted Cord playing the Blue Beetle, like a mentor character to him, that would be even better. And maybe Booster Gold in the movie because I really want a adaption of Booster Gold. That's good. Yep. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to look forward to on the DC front. And hopefully they wait a little bit before they start bringing everybody back together uh, for something. Um, AJ, I know um, your thoughts. Uh, you were excited about the Batman. Fando, movie. I mean, Fando, um, like the new one that we're getting here, I believe. Uh, I feel like, like what's your takeaway from they Fando, are getting closer uh, to as you were excited about figuring out projects. where they need to be overall, uh, in competition with Marvel. They're both, some of it still feels like they're trying too hard to be Marvel, like all of a sudden throwing in. The multiverse at the same time that uh marvel is putting in a multiverse um and kind of tying everything back together but at the same time like how do you how do you start fresh in in this post marvel cinematic universe world without resetting everything and like acknowledging it somehow so i wonder if if that's the case but um Overall, the game stuff looked cool. Um, it looked interesting. Um, a lot of the other stuff I didn't inherently care too much for, mm-hmm. um, but the two the two things that Flash trailer looked really good, and yeah, the Batman trailer looked really good, and I'm super in. Cool. Uh, Cozy, any final thoughts on Fandom? Like I said at the top, uh, shout out to DC <laughs> for taking a name as weird as Fandom and really making it work and real making it stick. Yeah. All right, perfect. Uh, Mitch. Absolutely. Any um, more? Yeah. All I want so is more of all this stuff. That's, uh, okay. I think that's going to do it for, for I, I this th- episode. I think I'm in the um, same position. Don't um, forget, everybody. All right, cool. Um, well, AJ, I have hosted the DC stuff. Why don't you wrap the show tomorrow, up? Tomorrow, Thursday. Um, that's the 21st at nine o'clock. Yep. Um, and then at some point next week, we'll probably try and play some, uh, back for blood, just the, the four of us or, or whoever's available. So long yep. as adulting allows nine o'clock. Join um, in. yeah, uh, that's going to do it. I suppose. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in to press YYZ. If you enjoyed this broadcast, be sure to follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube and, uh, rate and review us on Apple podcasts every other podcast service of course you can also check us out on twitter at press yyz um 
you can uh, slide into our Discord at invite.gg slash pressyyz to keep the conversation going. And until next time, welcome back, Mitch.